Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sean Fitz is waiting to hear just how horrible of an introduction I can possibly make today. So I won't do it. This is the Blue White Illustrated Daily Edition. Let's get into it. Too much happening, Fitz. There's no time for intros. Maybe your best one yet. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. yeah, there is too much happening. We barely were able to carve out some time on this Thursday afternoon for the show that we have to get in for the Thursday evening show on YouTube. Don't forget to like us, subscribe to our social channels, subscribe to our YouTube page. Really helps us out. But we have a lot to talk about because there's no downtime. Uh, Penn State, obviously getting into Rose Bowl prep, but the coaches are on the road. The portal is open. Everything is happening right now. And it's it's a lot, but that's okay. That's why we're here. Um, we're here to talk first and foremost about the Transfer Portal update. We kind of covered this a lot on our Tuesday show with Ryan and I as the recruiting podcast has sort of melded over and become a Portal podcast as well. But there's just so much thing, so many things happening that um, – it, it it changes so fast, so we got to catch up with things. So right now, as it stands, Penn State has lost Christian Veyer, quarterback, Rodney McGraw, Davon Townley, defensive end. He's the newest uh, entry. Jeff Davis, the cornerback, and Malik McNeil, who's been off the team for a month. So that's kind of where things stand. I'll be honest with you. Um, pleasantly surprised from Penn State's point of view uh, that not many people hit the portal this week. And all the things that we said about potentially – Losing guys for NIL deals hasn't come to fruition at this point. I know you're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in in a, a couple of minutes because it's still a threat. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's not just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it, it won't happen. But looking at what has happened so far, you lose Christian Veyer, which writing on the wall there, uh, I think he's going to be go on and be a starter at another Power 5 school. Uh, they've mentioned Pitt, uh, West Virginia. Uh, excuse me, Pitt and Virginia Tech as a couple of, uh, of programs in there that are possibly in the running. Um, be interesting to see where he pops up on visits in the next couple of weeks. But that that's the one that, that really catches my attention. Davon Townley heard some ups and downs in this one uh, throughout his career, thought maybe he would take a little bit more time to develop, and, and that has happened. And you look at where Penn State is with, at defensive end right now, and it's pretty crowded. And, uh, you know, regardless of what Nick Tarburton decides uh, for his next step in his career, you still have Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, Deny Dennis Sutton has come along, Amin Vanover. I think he's probably been a little bit better than, than we expected him to be. And then you've got some other guys coming in to try and fill that void at defensive end. So, I mean, you got to, this is, this is the era that we live in, right, Nate? I mean, if you're not, um, I don't want to say not a contributor in the first two years, but if you're not yep. cracking the field, I mean, you look at uh, Rodney McGraw has only played in a couple of games so far. Jeff Davis has played in one game. Townley has played in garbage time and some other games. I mean, these guys are not seeing the field, so it makes sense for them to try and figure out a situation that makes a little bit more sense for them. I, th- I think it's also, are, are you demonstrating in practice that you are getting better? 
right? Like, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a bottom line proposition and it sounds very simple, but very basically, are you taking strides? Because if you're not, if you're hitting a plateau very early or like, you don't necessarily have to contribute right away, but you have to at least demonstrate that you're improving that you're uh whether it's on the field i mean obviously on the field but even off the field our, our, our film study how's that going how's how's your weight room work ethic how, like how are all those things shaping up for you and if they're not it's it has become a system where you kind of have to cut bait you, i mean you really do like it's it's a blunt way to put it but uh sometimes it becomes very apparent within those first two years and you're seeing that with with the rash of guys who have been in the program they redshirted as true freshmen and then didn't play much in the second year Th- those are the kind of guys who you're you're seeing enter the portal right now and we, and when you say cut bait it's not necessarily the the program telling you you can't be around here anymore you you see the writing on the wall because your your career is short this is how that this is how college careers go but um jeff davis i think just just out of his level here i mean you, you look at yeah. i think albany's offered stony brooks offered since he's gone to the portal good nice athlete uh nice regional athlete uh three-star kid he's just a little bit out of his level especially at that position which penn state has really excelled upon uh, i know rodney's got some things uh back home in indiana that, that that are drawing him back but again when you take guys from indiana from minnesota in the case of of davon townley um, you, you want to, or those guys probably want to get a little bit closer because as you get closer to home, you get a little bit more comfortable and maybe that'll help you blossom and, and be the player that you hope it can be. Um, you know, these are division one, uh, power five athletes. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's a situation where they're completely, I mean, we've seen some guys that have come in and just been completely in over their head athletically. I think these guys can hang, but they're just not as, as good as the guys in front of them. So I, I think this is one of the great sides of the portal is you can go get a second chance. You can go find uh, a a program closer to home. You can go find uh, maybe a coach that you had a relationship with and, and, and and blossom. I mean, you look at Cole Brevard last year was not cracking the depth chart was not close to cracking the the three deep here. He went to Purdue, played a little bit uh, at Purdue. So you've got opportunities for guys like that, that can, uh, that can make things happen. And, um, you know, it's so intriguing when you're a high school prospect to go to the biggest available uh, program, the biggest name yep. and best that, offer. That's not always a choice. You know, that's not always something that, or that, you know, if, if you're in a big, a big fish scenario where you're Ohio state or Penn state or something like that, and you're recruiting against, you know, for an example, uh, Rodney McGraw's an Indiana commit, you know, that, that, that makes sense for him to go to Penn state, to go to the biggest one from a standpoint of his development. Maybe it's not the, uh, not the easiest thing, but these guys want to play. They want to, um, Every guy that comes in thinks they're going to go to the NFL, thinks that they can develop into the NFL. So that's really not the mindset at the time. And you get it. And hindsight is so valuable for these guys um, when you when you look back two and three years and all of a sudden um, you find yourself still sixth on the depth chart and it's just not moving. Yeah. Uh, sexiest topic. We have to talk about it. Uh, Drew Alar needs somebody to throw the ball to. What's who are the receivers? What what names? Who's, who's on your radar and uh, what kind of what kind of. Let, let's cross the bridge for impact 
when it happens, yeah, right? Let's, like, let's, let's not get too far ahead. Just, yeah. And I will say these, these things can move quickly. So like, uh, I don't expect by the time that we air this tonight, that things are, you know, Penn State's going to have a transfer commit, but things will happen. Dante Cephas is going to be in for a visit this weekend from, uh, from Kent state, originally from Penn Hills teammate of Daquan Hardy, tank Smith. So there's a lot of familiarity there uh, with uh, Terry Smith as well. And, and, and the Penn state staff, he's been on campus before. So that's one that kind of makes sense in the form of uh, an Ebikiti or a Tangelo or something like that, where you had that relationship prior. Um, and then all of a sudden you went somewhere else, you blew up and maybe a lot of people didn't see that one coming. Penn state didn't offer you a scholarship in, uh, originally, but now you're a pretty darn good player. This is a guy that's been uh, recruited. I think Georgia has offered Notre Dame has offered. He's one of the highest um, rated guys in the on three uh, portal rankings, but he's also one of the guys that's drawing the most attention from the biggest programs. And that's really your measuring stick right here. Um, even though offers are, I think are a little bit more inflated than they have been in the past. just because people are learning out this or learning the system and things like that. But Dante Siva is coming in for a, uh, a visit this weekend. I think he, uh, if, if you're looking for an ideal scenario for Penn State, Dante Cephas and Dante Thornton, they spell them differently, but uh, they're both Dantes and they both would bring something to the outside. Um, give give yourself a chance to to be flexible with what you have on the roster. Um, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Dante Thornton, of course, was a Penn State commit at one time, originally from Baltimore, went out to Oregon. Of course, Kenny Sanders is a connection there. Um, so a lot of things make sense there. I know some some other programs, USC is in there. Um, some other programs are still pressing for him, but you want to get him on campus. You want to, I, you, I, I, I say that you want to get him on campus, but he's familiar with campus. You just want to get him around your people and make him yeah. feel comfortable and, and make that leap. Like I said, this is, this is a situation where um, in the portal, things can move quickly because spots are not plentiful on those top level rosters where these guys are looking to move up in the case of like a Cephas um, and January is right around the corner. And these guys want to be enrolled in uh, sp for spring practice for winter workouts and things like that. So that makes sense. Uh, other names out there, Jimmy Horn, Jr. UC USF. Um, this is one of the first offers, fast slot guy, uh, Dorian Singer, kind of the opposite. there, a smooth guy that just gets open at Arizona, just offered Trey Harris, uh, Louisiana tech. Um, so there's, there's a lot of names out there. We've actually got some more names on our board at BWI to check out um, because receiver as the top priority, you know, that that's where they're spending most of their time. That's where they're sort of casting that widest net. So that's, uh, that's got my attention uh, on the receiver front, still looking at offensive line. Again, offensive line is gonna be tough. You've got uh, guys coming back next year and, you know, you, Olu's coming back, which is a is an awesome thing for Penn state, but it kind of changes how you do go about things. It kind of changes how um, transfers look at you with the opportunity that you have uh, to, to give them playing time. So I think it changes some things. Um, I mean, Jeremiah Byers, they offered from UTEP uh, the, uh, I, I don't know why I'm missing his name. Uh, Amani Cornelius, sorry, uh, from Rhode Island. Uh, is going to visit Nebraska this weekend. So it's going to be tough for those uh, those those tackles that they want to find a fourth tackle. It's a tough sell. So And you'll see that with with uh, Keyshawn Blackstock and recruiting here as well. Um, corner is uh, is one of those things where I think they're just getting into what they're looking for at corner. They offered Terry Roberts from Erie Cathedral Prep, who played at Iowa. Uh, Tony Grimes is out there, who they recruited and they know well. Storm Duck is out there. The other cornerback for North Carolina was actually a little bit more productive. 
than Tony Grimes on the other side. And also his name is Storm Duck, which is sure. fantastic. Yeah, um, but so 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 still looking at those positions, um, still looking for maybe more visits next weekend. I know Cephas is coming in this weekend, but a lot of that focus is on the 2023 recruiting uh, visitors this weekend. Next weekend, I think we could see more guys on campus. Do, do you have a sense yet of you know obviously there's, there's kind of these different windows for the transfer portal and making moves do, do you have a sense for how penn state wants to you know do you go all in right now do you try to do you try to solidify all of your needs right now in december and have them here for for spring practice or does that limit your options somewhat when that spring Right. I mean, just most recently and obviously Chop Robinson is a guy who came in and and changed things for Penn State. And he was not on the radar in December last year. I think you can't say that the guy is going to come through in April. Like I know they got had Chop fall in their lap, essentially, and it was really successful. But you think about the the Murray twins and all the guys that they went after in January and and, and James Franklin has even talked about the, the struggles of getting a guy in mid semester. Uh, or not mid-semester, between semesters uh, over the Christmas break. And that seems to be where their focus is going to be. So I think with the initial rush, um, you you have a good idea. I'm, I'm not sure what the numbers are uh, or were last year with how wh- what percentage of guys came into the portal in the spring. But I don't think it's something where you could sit back and say, yeah, hey, if we don't get one right now, we'll get one in April or May or something or whenever that, that window is. So I, I, I think you leave yourself some some room and that's talking about the 85 scholarship number. But at the same time, you've got to pounce on what's there and what's there right now. Thornton's a good player. Dante Seif is a really good player. Um, those would be my top two guys in, in terms of receivers. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe for a spot like offensive line, maybe for a spot like corner um, where the need isn't as immediate. Uh, you could you could give yourself a little bit of leeway there. I could see I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I'm just you're you're doing so well you're crushing it you're rolling so i'm just gonna let you continue to roll yeah i'd like uh, out there for a second <laughs> uh this is all happening concurrent to trying to finish out this recruiting class right mm-hmm. uh, of, of 2023 what's what's the balance there in terms of the staff's attention how how are they handling all of these things all at once well, it's interesting because they're out on the road. The, the the ten on field assistants and James Franklin, they're out on the road, but they can visit these recruits. Uh, you know, uh, Taylor Stubblefield's out in Arizona right now, check, checking in a receiver, so um, they can visit these guys. So it's a it's a situation where for that position, for a Jaywan Cider, maybe even for uh, a Phil Troutwine, you keep your schedule a little bit more open just in case you need to go see a guy. Because like I said, these things can move really quickly from the transfer side of things. But at the same time, um, you you kind of have a routine already. You're so used to December being about signing the current class. And, and that's not only the uncommitted guys, but also the guys that you've had committed uh, for a while. So I think that that's what the focus is now. I don't want to put a percentage on it or anything like that. Um, but, uh, they're, they're heavily focused on the 2023 class and then, you know, spending quite a bit of time on the side with the, uh, with the, uh, the transfers, but they've got a big staff, big staff back here, Andy Frank's Frank's staff with Kenny Sanders and Alan Zemitis and all those guys, they're handling a bulk of the 2023 stuff. And, you know, Rashad Elby, Rashad Ridge, those guys, um, and, and more than I'm already missing. And I'm, I'm, I apologize for, to, to those people, um, that, 
there's a split there where you're getting a lot of work done and you're uh, all that legwork that you've done for the last couple of months, scouting other rosters, scouting guys that you think can get to the portal is kind of coming to the top now. So yeah, it's a split, but at the same time, it's uh, I think they've, they've done a nice job of covering all their bases. Are, are there, are there, uh, you know, you always see kind of guys who Penn state has in the past, kept open its options for guys who have blossomed late in their high school careers, had a, had a nice senior year. Do you see any of that coming into the equation down the stretch here? Maybe not at this point, because you look at uh, most juniors or excuse me, most senior seasons are done, but you look at a guy like Cam Wallace, uh, the running back from Georgia uh, was just, he, he plays in the middle of nowhere, but Penn state found him. They found some documented times on him. Very, very fast kid. And he's popped up as a senior riser. They've, they've had other guys that have popped up uh, on the offensive line. Maybe those guys will be a focus in, or some of these guys will be a focus in January. Wallace is going to sign in, in December, but some of these guys you're scouting for January to see what kind of space you have left over uh, in the, you know, under your 85 number. So I think that that's where you're looking right now. Um, uh, there, there's a lot of names that we have, um, covered for a long time. We'll mention KV on keys here in a little bit, but, uh, uh, there's been a lot of guys, or the, the, there's been guys that uh, have come back into the radar. As we said on Tuesday, Mason Robinson, we'll get to recruiting and, and what's going on to sort of give a refresh at the end of the episode. But I think most of these names are fairly familiar names, even if they haven't been on the radar for the last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, are, uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to have my own. You interviewing me? Is, is this <laughs> no, I, I, it's, I, you know what? I've got a thing for it if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> no, I would love to have my own NIL show, obviously. Right? Like, I'd, I'd love, love to, for you to have your own NIL show, yeah, too. Let's, let's, just, let's just break off into that. But what are, what are you seeing from that side? What's, what's the feedback that you are getting uh, as, as to how much of an impact that's having? Not just... Certainly you're, you're hearing from the portal side of things, but I'm just curious late in the game, are, are things popping up at all uh, in the recruiting class? Yes. Um, Keyshawn Blackstock no longer visiting this weekend. Uh, we've heard for a long time. I know Ryan said it a, a few times that uh, NIL was going to pr be prevalent in this recruitment. And now all of a sudden it looks like Penn state's out, you know, because uh, and, and he's going to visit, visit Michigan state, which is, the number two team in the big 10 in terms of NIL, like they're, they're, they're splashing some money around um, yeah. or promising or promising the, uh, the aspect of money being splashed around eventually. Um, so that, that makes it difficult. You know, it's a case by case basis and some guys have a more valuable case than others. And I think it's been interesting to watch things change so quickly. Uh, Christopher Johnson, no longer visiting this weekend. I mean, there's, there's so many things that are going on and it doesn't all fall under the catch-all umbrella of NIL, but a lot of it does. And, and I think that, that that coaches, as they learn how to deal with this situation, are, are changing things and, and making decisions and players at the same time 
are finding that it's not as cut and dry. It's not as easy as, hey, somebody's going to cut me a check uh, so often for for playing and things like that. So I think that that's that's the interesting thing to me. And I think that you've talked to some people that would indicate that it's probably a little it's crazier under the surface than it than it seems. Yeah, it's not it's not. um, Again, I don't want to do 10 minutes here, so I'll just I'll keep it short. Uh, It's not an issue at all until it becomes an issue. Right. Like that's that's just that's just the reality right now is that if you're Penn state and you're managing your current roster, right. You're deciding who should probably pursue opportunities elsewhere. uh, Who is coming back for a bonus COVID year. Who's coming back when they might go to the NFL, who is going to the NFL. Like all of that is happening or has happened. Um, this month, right? So you're having all of those conversations. You're figuring that out. There's also an NIL component to that of, Hey, uh, this, this is how we're going to try to set you up. I mean, you could, you could, I talked about it on Monday with T Frank, but James Franklin in his Rose bowl press conference was talking about making sure that, uh, Olu Fashanu is provided for that was, the word, <laughs> the two words provided for. Well, that's that's nil, right? Like, hey, <laughs> this is this is such a this is such a, a a critical component to some of these decisions that are being made is to make sure that guys are taken care of to the best of your ability. But you're also balancing that against all the things that you need to do in the transfer portal, you, you, right? You need to you need to weigh what your best options are or or who you want to pursue in the transfer portal. But in a lot of ways, this is like pro football to a certain extent. You might have a pressing need, but are you going to overpay for it? Like, are, are, how pressing is it? How how deep do you need to go uh, to be able to secure that guy? Because guess what? There's the other end of this is when a player who you are ensuring is provided for, quote unquote, comes in and you've provided for them. And they might not be all world or as established as some of the players that are on your current roster are. And, and, but you make sure that they're provided for more than the guys that are currently on your roster who have demonstrated that they are, are worth this. Like it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. There's just, there's just a million things to think about. There's a million things uh, that are, that are being juggled right now for this Penn state coaching staff for every college football coaching staff. That's the bottom and, line. And is. it's not like it's on a board in the weight room, how much every guy is getting, you know, <laughs> exactly. that, that's what makes exactly. it interesting is you got to go word of mouth here and word of mouth. I mean, especially when there's money involved is very, very, uh, very interesting to follow. So yeah. And, it, and it's funny to watch, <laughs> the people learning these new things, like you mentioned James Franklin, I, I guarantee you James Franklin, not comfortable saying providing for a player um, because of the last 20 years where he spent as a coach, you know, trying not to say things like that. You know, it's, just, yep. it's, it's very, very, uh, very, very funny, but uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's a whole new world and, and people are learning on the fly and that's can be very good. It can be a really good learning experience, but you're going to find that you, uh, people are probably going to be upset by some of this stuff. I, I, do, I do think that there's an important component to, to say, which is 
you want it to be, it, it's not that you're, you're lying or being underhanded. You're actually trying to avoid that as a program because you, one, you know that the players are talking, you know, that they're talking amongst themselves. You know, that those conversations are being had. And so they're, they're going to compare that that's going to, that's going to happen, but you're trying to structure it so that you can ensure there's no um, displacement from the, the pecking order, right? Like the totem pole, you, you want your best players to be again provided for the most and you want lesser players uh, players who haven't proven it uh to yeah there there needs to be there need to be incentives in this day and age of college football but you don't you don't want to upset that balance and and critically if if people uh, within your program are going to be underhanded about it uh, from, from certainly from a player perspective, but also from the, the coaching staff perspective, like you don't, you don't want that sense of distrust. You don't want there to be uh, you know, kind of this cancer, this, this poison of feeling like a, a program that has built itself on trust and built itself on relationships and being honest and forthcoming, all of those things, you don't want to feel as though that's tainted, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to dig into that. And so I, I'm, it's, again, it's just, it's a lot to handle. It's a lot to balance right now, but certainly Penn state, like every other college football program until the model changes uh, on my show next week, <laughs> um, you know, this is, this is the way it is. And it's the way that Penn state's going to proceed. Let's talk about Christian Vager. What do you okay. got Fitz? What do I got? I've said earlier, I think uh, Pitt's in it, Virginia Tech's in it, but him leaving Penn State is what we care the most about because we have to talk about <laughs> Penn State for the next couple of months. I didn't mean to sound, sound that crass because uh, I like Christian and uh, his family, and and they. I think he's going to be a pretty decent quarterback somewhere. Uh, maybe needs a little bit more time to develop. It'll be interesting to see if he's ready to start right away or if he, in the situation where Pitt, where, where Phil Jerkovich is going to uh, – start essentially for a one be a one-year rental for Pitt, then all of a sudden he's got an opportunity for a couple of years behind him so that's interesting um but you've got drew of course coming back drew aller coming back that uh is writing on the wall type starter i think there's gonna be an open competition in uh in the spring with uh between drew and boca bula who as we mentioned on the show pretty good player a uh, guy that we're really interested in seeing in the spring um and then of course jackson smollick's coming in in the spring as well we will see if Penn state decides to go the transfer route. That's something we've talked about before, not a guy that's going to come in and compete or take the starting job, but a guy that can come in and provide depth, veteran experience, things like that. As I mentioned before, if someone's looking for a GA, uh, GA ship on the offensive side of the ball, and they happen to be a quarterback with some experience, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good fit at Penn state. Uh, if that makes sense. I know South Carolina had that a couple of years ago where they actually brought the guy in as a GA <laughs> And he still yeah. had the year left, and all of a sudden he was starting a game because they were um, so hit up, hit up so bad for uh, for quarterbacks. But uh, I don't think it changes a ton. We've been talking about this uh, this potential move for a long, long time. Um, again, when you bring in two quarterbacks as as highly rated as these guys, um, especially with when one of them is a five star, you know, there's bound to be some movement in that room, and we'll see. Uh, all the best of Christian, obviously, but we'll see how he uh, develops elsewhere. And I think Penn State uh, the, the quarterback room is. In, in a healthier spot than it was, you know, a year and a half ago, which is obviously all you can, you can ask in this day and age um, defensive end. I don't think it, it impacts uh, much without having uh, McGraw who has played end and tackle and Townley not in there. As we mentioned earlier, 
not, I mean, back into the three deep maybe. Um, so we'll see what Penn state does there with, with their younger players, but uh, I don't think it changes much cornerback. I, I don't want to sound mean, but doesn't change anything there at all yeah. um, with Jeffrey Davis not being there. So um, yeah. minimal, I, I would say in terms of looking across the college football landscape at what programs that are, you know, at, at Penn State's level or, you know, around Penn State's level have lost pretty minimal in terms of what, uh, you know, Penn State's been, been able to withstand the damage in the first week of the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, all that said, we're still waiting on some decisions, some announcements, uh, what have you. Stop me when you have something to say. Because I, there are going to be some guys who, you know, I, I think that you have a little bit of insight on. Kevon Lee obviously had Instagram posts the other night the responses made it appear as though uh, his teammates, current teammates were expecting that like the translation was, Hey, he's coming back. Uh, what do you think? Uh, wild card. I mean, it, it, I've, I've given up trying to read Kevon. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's been all <laughs> yeah, over the social media. Um, yeah. You can make arguments for both sides. Absolutely. And getting him back would be a big boost um, for Penn state's offense. Not in the sense that he's going to go out there and start, but you know, you saw, razor thin down and down the uh at the end and that maybe changes your approach to the portal um in terms of going out and finding a running back that's got some experience because that's that's another hard sell you're trying to bring in two guys or bring in a guy behind essentially behind two guys that were tremendously productive as a freshman um so that it's a hard sell it's not impossible we've seen him do it before with john lovett but at the same time getting the guy that you've had back that started your year that caught the game-winning touchdown uh, against Purdue to open the season. I mean, you, you obviously want a guy that, that knows your system, and I think that would be that'd be pretty ideal for Penn State. I don't know if it would be, be ideal for Kevon, but it would be pretty ideal for Penn State. Yeah. The rest of these guys are not really – I don't think any of them qualify as transfer candidates, but just – Will the COVID year will they go? Things, yeah, I mean, the COVID year yeah. makes things muddy for some guys. You've got Curtis Jacobs; it's got a a decision to make. Parker Washington's got a decision to make. Brenton Strange has a decision to make. Um, so all those guys are are certainly guys to watch. Of course, Parker's not going to play in the bowl game, so things change a little bit there. Um, but um, Juice Scruggs is going to have a decision to make. Uh, Bryce Effner, Caden Wallace. You know, there's a bunch of guys out there that that you could seemingly make an impact or make an argument for either way. If they could come back and have an impact on either the starting lineup or does, you know, in, in so, sort of a case like Efner, does he want to come back and be a depth guy? Yeah, it's a tough sell, but, uh, but you can certainly do it. Tarburton is a guy that, uh, you know, they'd love to have back uh, that uh, a guy that provided, I think a lot more than people realized this year. And to be honest with you, the way that his career started, I didn't think he'd be in this situation. I didn't think he would. Yeah you know, ever really get to the field based on all the injuries that he had and the types of injuries that he had. So um, that that's cool. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of decisions out there yet to be made. I know we've, we've given some insight on our board and, and things like that uh, on some of these choices, but it, I think there's still, uh, they're still waiting to hear back from some guys. They sure are. Uh, I mean, you're rolling. So I'm going to let you keep rolling. Things are happening. You got stuff that's going, give it to us. What do you, what do you got? Recruiting. So Kevion Keys, a linebacker from Richmond, uh, it, it was a really interesting recruitment because coming out of his official visit this summer, Penn State felt good, and then he committed to, to North Carolina at the end of August. North Carolina's defense has some holes in it, I'll be honest with you. Um, so that didn't certainly didn't help. Penn State's defense played well. Got him back for the whiteout game in October, 
and felt good coming out of that. But it was one of those things where he's saying all the right things, doing all the right things uh, with with the Penn State staff, but he just wouldn't back off that commitment to North Carolina. And that that's that's tough, man. Uh, that, that's tough for someone that's of that age to go back and, uh, you know, go back on your word. I know I know guys do it all the time, but uh, it's tough to go back and say, hey, thanks for taking the chance on me, but I'm I'm out of here. Um, but he was able to do that this week. I know Penn State went and saw him on Saturday. Uh, conversations were had, and now he is uh, decommitted from North Carolina on Thursday afternoon. I actually put in a an RPM pick, an on-three on RPM pick for Kevion Keys. Uh, I know he's got a, a visit elsewhere this weekend, but I still feel really good about where Penn State stands. Don't feel good about where Penn State stands with Keyshawn Blackstock, the junior college offensive tackle um, guy that – I would have labeled as Penn State's top offensive target, but as we mentioned several, several times, tough sell uh, to get a guy like that with a couple of years to come in, play either essentially play behind Olu, um, which is great. But at the same time, this guy yeah. wants to play right away. NIL has been a, a factor here. He's visiting Michigan State this weekend. I know Florida State's still involved there. And then Christopher Johnson, uh, be honest with you, this was a surprise for me um, yesterday on, on Wednesday afternoon uh, or Wednesday morning got word that Penn State canceled that official visit. And that was a guy that we had labeled at the top of the, the running back board. So uh, things, many things happening. But this weekend, uh, the visit list looks a little bit different than we laid it out on Tuesday. Mason Robinson coming in this weekend. Joseph Mupoy, uh, defensive end. Both those defensive ends, I think you got to feel really good if you're Penn State heading into this weekend. Kedrick Briscano, the, uh, the running back from Texas, who's a former Michigan State commit. Uh, and Jackson Smolik, the quarterback commit, who you have to feel really good about because he's coming to Penn state uh, Dante Cephas. You could throw that in there as well as a visitor this weekend, an official visitor, the uh, wide receiver transfer from Kent state. So there's a lot going on. I'm not guaranteeing any of this information to hold up in the next uh, five hours because that's how <laughs> things have changed. been yeah. on my phone all day and, and, and things are constantly changing. Did a big board yesterday. I've already adjusted that big board. Check it out on the site um, at blue white, because there's, there's certainly a lot going on. A lot going on all over college football, but it seems like uh, following Penn State, there's there's a lot, man. It's uh, be, might be in line for one of your naps because there's uh, there's so so many things happening. They're a key to staying awake past eight o'clock. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's why we're friends. Uh, pre- I, there's no prediction to make, is there? Do you have a prediction? Do you want to make a prediction about anything? I mean, I made an RPM pick for Kevion Key, so we'll we'll go with that prediction. Um, okay. No. I'm not ready yeah. to forecast uh, the Rose Bowl because that seems like it's light years away considering everything that's happening right now uh, in the world of recruiting, in the world of portal, in the world of just any little thing that's happening. So stay with us on the site at Blue White. Uh, Nate, I know your basketball coverage is is carrying us right now, but hopefully we can help you out with some, some coverage all the way through portal stuff, uh, recruiting stuff. It's all happening. People, people are hopping off the basketball bandwagon. That's a shame. That was a tough one what last night. Do? That was not. That was do? not. Not pretty. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Not. Not pretty from this angle. Hey, you know what? There's. There's always the next game. It's the beauty of college basketball, unlike college football, which does not have a next game. <laughs> anyway, uh, I am Nate Bauer. He is Sean Fitz. Please, 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 please. Uh, if like if you have it in your heart to write out a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, whatever it is. Uh, that's like very, very appreciated. If you don't have the time, the stars would help. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, get the notifications. Leave a review, comment, all, all of that. And, and, and if you want the inside dirt, 
Fitz has it. Ryan has it. I have it sometimes. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, part of the On3 network. It is $10 between now and the end of August 2023, which is, I mean, how many transfer portals away is that? Like a million transfer portals away. Uh, Take advantage. So I'm Nate. That's Sean. Thank you very much. See you next time.